Hey, what's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to, or watching, as the case may be, Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. We're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about nice, mean, and love. And I don't know that we're going to go to the scriptures and define every one of these words. We're going to talk about this overarching thing. So let me dive right into this. Um, Well, actually, before I dive right into it, be the algorithm for us. Share this. If If you see this after the fact, if this shows up in your timeline, or if you're listening to this on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Share it with your friends, invite people to look at it, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Nice, mean, and love. There's a lot of talk in um, the, I don't know how to say this. I'm going to say the news, because I think the news area, the, the part of the, we don't get our news from cable television anymore. We don't get our news from the big three uh, broadcast uh, platforms anymore. In other words, legacy legacy media is done. Uh, most people get their news from uh, Twitter and YouTube and things that are shared from Twitter and YouTube to Facebook. There are political pundits, there are reporters and all of that, and most of them develop their own platforms. And that's what this is. Now, these political pundits that I listen to quite a bit, they are fighting the culture war. They are embroiled in a war for our culture and Western culture. And what that means is uh, they are fighting this left-wing political correct wokeness. And there is a faction of people in Western culture that want to uh, destroy it, quite frankly. Um, They want to take your... And when I say they, understand what I mean. They is the left-wing of our political structure in Western culture, especially in the United States. Um, And, of course, I'm in Canada, and you can really see it in Canada, buddy. Uh, Canada bows down at the feet of this wokest religion. Um, But anyway, that being said, uh, what's going on out there now is um, there have been children removed from the custody of their parents because they went to school and they acted like the, a member of the opposite sex. So the school, the the officials at the school say that they're transgender, and the parents are like, no, we're not going to trans our children. You're not going to give our children, um, you're not going to give our children puberty blockers. You're not going to take my 12-year-old daughter and remove her breast. You're not going to take my son, who is 16, 17 years old, and and remove his penis and make a wound that will never heal and just just think about that for a minute why is it that normal people even have to defend their position on why we shouldn't do this to our children and then i think sadly that these social justice warriors are winning because now there's infighting in the right wing of the political party, but because some of these younger people 
who do hold these views that we shouldn't trans our children, that we should have these freedoms, and that we should give parents the freedom to uh, rear their children, that uh, you, you, they, they attack somebody like Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, and they say, well, he's too mean. Well, here's, here's the reason why they're saying he's too mean. There is this person uh, called Dylan Mulvaney, who is a trans woman, and he, by the way, he did this, he's dressing up in woman face, this minstrel show, and he is co-opting, or what is the word, appropriating the culture of, of woman, and he's taking all of the most, all of the, the most undesirable traits of womanhood and caricaturizing them, and that's what he is saying a woman is. And he's getting away with it. And he just had a surgery to beautify his face. And Matt Walsh said, this person is absolutely not beautiful. This person is gross. This person is evil. And every woman should be highly offended that this person thinks that they are representing them. And that's not all he said, but that's the gist of it. And my question is, what? What more could you say? What less could you say? Things that are ridiculous are deservant of being ridiculed. And the reason you're not allowed to ridicule the ridiculous is so the ridiculous can go unchallenged and the Overton window will shift to the point where the ridiculous is no longer ridiculous. It's normal. And we certainly can't ridicule things that are normal. Hello, Missy Malone. Good to see you. Good morning, Brandon, Brandon Dreschner and Deborah O'Neill. Good to see you. And uh, yeah, the trans community doesn't even support their own people. They should support the ones that have tried it and they don't like it. It doesn't hurt them one bit. That's true, Deborah. That's very interesting. I've, I've thought about that before and I didn't think to talk about it for this podcast, but I think I will now. Um, yeah, for, for people who have uh, trans, who have transitioned from male to female or female to male, I mean, you can't really do that. You're always going to be what you were born as. Um, whenever, whenever somebody presents as a female, whenever they are a male, and they decide to go back, the trans community turns on them. Like In other words, you be true to whoever you are, and you be true to whatever you think you are, Unless you think that you are a biological male after you have been presenting as a trans female or vice versa. Um, and Missy Malone says, a good day, Tony. How are you all? Uh, we're doing fine. I have been sick, like bad sick, sicker than I've been in probably 20 or 30 years. Uh, it was rough. It started Tuesday and uh, this is the first I have. I, I I stayed in bed for like forty eight hours. It was rough. I don't know if you can still tell it. I'm I'm still kind of weak and foggy, but uh, I'm on the mend anyway. So my point is this: How nice do we have to be? I mean, if somebody comes into your home and tries to take one of your children to harm them, how nice do you have to be to them? 
Niceness is not a virtue. Being nice and being mean really and truly is irrelevant because nice and mean are subjective terms. Let me explain. Jesus, from the perspective of the people who did not follow him, was a very, very mean person. Jesus, from the perspective of people that did not want to do right, was a very, very mean person. Let's go to the scriptures and let's look at some of this. Um, Think about the rich young ruler from Mark chapter 10. You know, you can go to rich young ruler, Mark chapter 10, 17 through 22. Uh, We're not going to go there. We're not going to read that. But uh, this, this rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, you know, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus kind of, he, he was kind of aggressive with him. So why do you call me good? There's none good but one that is God. Like, Jesus, wait a second. Why are you, why are you raking this kid over the coals? He's coming to you wanting to know. I mean, he's seeking. Why would you treat him like that? Well, it's, it's a fair question. Why do you call me good? There's none good but one that is God. And then Jesus says, well, you know, how, how do you read the law? What are the commandments? And the kid says, well, here, here's the commandments. And they all had to do with how he related to God. Um, and then Jesus says, well, one thing thou lackest, go and sell everything you have. Give it to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. And the kid went away wroth because he had many possessions. Well, Jesus, you run that kid off. Why did you do that? Why were you so mean? You weren't nice to him. No, he wasn't. But he was kind. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, go read that and go do a word study on that word kind. The scripture says, and beholding him, he loved him. And then he told him exactly what he needed. He told him the truth. But don't you think that that kid who went away wroth, that rich young ruler who went away wroth, don't you think he might have said how mean Jesus was if he were asked? And then think about the scribes and the Pharisees, Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 20. And in the end of in, in Matthew chapter 14, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 was done. And then the scribes and the Pharisees came to Jesus the next day, having traversed the uh, circumference of the Sea of Galilee or traversed uh, across the Sea of Galilee and said, why didn't your disciples wash their hands? Anyway, they had that exchange and Jesus called them um, hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, This people draweth nigh to me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. And then he called the multitude. He made them a public example. Oh, my brethren, don't like it when you bring stuff up publicly. But look how many times Jesus did it. Hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, that defileth a man. Well, then came his disciples and said to him, Knowest not that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? And Jesus, I don't care if they were offended. Listen, 
Jesus says, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Now, we might not today fully grasp the insult that was there. Whenever I read this as a child and a young adult, before I really started digging into the scripture and the context of things, this ditch, I pictured this clean ditch, this, you know, like a, like a ditch along the road with, you know, brush, maybe briar brambles. Not anything you'd want to fall down in, but I mean, if you fall down in it, all you got to do is climb out. Not so. This would have been a latrine ditch, a ditch with raw sewage. And if you followed the Pharisees, you were going to, with the Pharisees, fall into the ditch and you would be unclean. He's just telling them right out, you people are covered in poop and you're unclean. And if you follow these people, I don't care if they're offended. And I've been told this probably the entirety of the, of the amount of time that I've been a gospel preacher. Tony, you say things that are offended, offensive. Yes, I do. Well, you, you preached about denominationalism, and you called out the Baptist church and the Methodist church and the Episcopal. Well, I've got friends in the Baptist church. I don't care. Well, my friend was visiting with me today when you called out the Baptist church. And, and you offended him. I'm like, I, I don't care. What makes you think I would care if I offended him with the truth? How nice do we have to be? Well, I tell you how nice we have to be. We have to be so nice that we, we have to preach the truth in such a way that people are comforted and they march to hell with a smile on their face. Folks, that's, that's bad. You let them alone. I don't care if they're offended. Leave them be. They're blind leaders of the blind. And then think about the entirety of the chapter in Matthew where he talks about, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. At one point, he even says, you pay tithe of mint, anise, and cumin but you leave undone the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, faith. These all you to have done, not to have left the others undone. You blind guides, you hypocrites, you, you strain at a gnat and you swallow a camel. And then, of course, there's the mother of James and John. Matthew chapter 20, 20 through 28. I'm not going to read it, but go there and look at it in your own time. The mother of James and John went to Jesus and said, I've got a favor. And he says, ask. I want one of my children to sell on your right hand, the other on my left, on your left. And he says, you're, you don't even know what you're asking me. I can't do that. And then he makes her a public example of how not to be. Don't you think from her perspective, Jesus wouldn't be considered very nice? When I look at a person, when I look at a man who is putting on a costume to make himself look like a woman and is coming after my children and saying, you need to be tolerant of this and this is behavior you need to model. 
and you need to allow me access to your children, I'm going to ridicule that. I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to protect protect my child. I'm going to protect my children. And I may do it with extreme prejudice. But man, that gets my brethren, boy, they this is this has infiltrated the church. You can't violate the eleventh commandment. The eleventh commandment is thou shalt be nice. Well, I put forth to you that niceness is not a virtue. Kindness is a virtue, and kindness and love are mutually inclusive. That you cannot be loving unless you are also kind. Now, you can be loving and kind and also be nice. But you can be loving and kind in the absence of nicety. And sometimes the absence of nicety is necessary in order for you to be loving and kind. This is, this is something that I'm, I'm very passionate about. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Listen to this. This is Paul. I marvel. This is verse 6 of Galatians 1. I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some which trouble with you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which he have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Folks, That's pretty simple to understand. I don't think it really needs any commentary, but I'm going to give it. When it comes to preaching the truth on certain topics, like, for instance, denominationalism, I'm not going to preach about denominationalism and wrap it up in saccharine language so that the people in the audience who are members of denominations won't understand the point. I am very straightforward. I am not rude. I am kind but I also am not nice. And I've never claimed to be. I cannot live up to the definition and standard of the enemies of the cross as far as how they define mean and nice. Mean and nice to them is agreeing with everything that they say and do is validating everything that they say and do. Well, that may be nice, and that may be not mean, but it certainly isn't kind, and it certainly isn't loving. So when I preach about denominationalism, I'm going to preach it very boldly, and I'm going to be very specific where there is no questions. The Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, the Episcopalian Church, the Lutheran Church, the Pentecostal Church, the quote-unquote Church of God, the Church of Christ with a capital C. All of these are denominations. All of these are man-made denominations. 
and you're not going to be able to go to heaven in them. We want to go all the way back to the beginning, to the source of the pure water, that fountain that was opened on the day of Pentecost, prophesied in Zechariah chapter 13. We want to go to the mouth of that well. We want to go to the mouth of that spring, rather. We want to go to the cross. We want to go back to the day of Pentecost. And we want to read the Bible and go back to the Bible and do what the Bible says in the Bible only. Now, am I trying to please God or am I trying to please men? If I'm trying to please men, then I'm not a disciple of Christ. And this 11th commandment that has been ratified into so many of our churches, thou shalt be nice, is going to be the downfall of so many good, otherwise good brethren. What is the remedy? The remedy is simple. It's right in Scripture. First off, be like Jesus was. Be like Paul and Peter was. Be like, be like who we read in Scripture. Be straightforward. Speak right out of the front of your mouth. Be specific. Preach the truth in love of the truth. I don't preach the truth because I love souls. I love souls because those souls are made in the image of God. But I preach the truth. It's because I love the truth. That's the remedy. Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Why? Well, because the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but will, after their own lust, heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. If you think that time hasn't come upon us, you've got your head in the sand. Look, there is a subset of people who are sexually deviant, who are fighting for the right and winning, incidentally, to make your children sexually deviant. And we've got to be nice to them? Give me a break. Well, Tony, you have to love their soul. I love their soul. But you know whose soul I love more? I love the soul of my children. And if I have to choose between the soul of my children and the soul of a person that's trying to harm my children, then the person who's trying to harm my children be damned. I'm going to protect my children. You got me? We are in a spiritual warfare. And we have farmed the battle out to people who are not godly. We need to get in the fight, brethren. We need to get in the fight. And let's not emasculate ourselves. Let's not make our brethren impotent and unable to fight by telling them they have to be nice. That's all I've got here. I hope I've said something that's wrinkled your brain. I hope I've said something that's caused you to, to maybe think about this a little differently. I know I've been pleasing to God because I've told the truth. I would hope that you would subscribe to the podcast. There's four of you in the live stream. Be the algorithm for us. Share this, please. And be sure and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. This will be uploaded not too, not too long from now. Um, 
I accidentally uh, the 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 audio from the Tuesday night show. I was so sick, my mind wasn't where it should be, and I forgot to upload it. But I did upload it today, so I don't know if this would be uh, uploaded later this afternoon or if I'll just wait till tomorrow. But be that as it may, uh, go to Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio and subscribe. And that's all I've got here, folks. This has been Tony Brewer with Cogitations, and we'll catch you on the flip side.